Welcome to My Stupid Podcast, episode 18. Uh, my name is Angelo Gonzalez. I am Jeff Widman. And we are a Tommy Lee Jones, The Fugitive podcast. No, <laughs> we were just having a conversation about, about the movie The Fugitive for like... Uh, quite a bit, but before we started recording, but we are yeah. at all we are a, a John we are a John Mayer podcast, and uh, we talk all things John Mayer. Just two uh, fans who um, uh, love talk, love the music, love the guy, love talking about him, love uh, love dissecting all the things like you crazy John Mayer fans do as well. So we have started a John Mayer podcast uh, earlier this year, and we're on episode eighteen today. We are going to be diving into. Part one of a series that I don't even know how long it's going to go, but it will be uh, B-sides, unreleased songs, rarities, whatever you want to call them, stuff that's not on any albums, um, like any major albums, you know, songs that he played live a few times, or, you know, we have recordings of back from like the LimeWire days or the Napster days. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have... I recently moved Jeff uh, like a couple months ago, and as I was packing stuff up, I found like uh, an old CD holder, and there's a just a it's just a uh, a CD, a CDR burned CD with Random John written on it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it's all these types of songs, you awesome. know, it's all it's all this random stuff. So um, anyway, that's what that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, before we do that, let's uh, I want to take care of just a little bit of the housekeeping things as they say uh we're gonna talk uh you can follow us on social media uh, we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram you just search my stupid podcast you will find us we'd love for you to follow us over there um you can also email the show i'm gonna be reading a few emails if you email us uh chances are we will probably will read it um on the show we definitely read them all even if we don't read them on the show so you can email us at mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. We love hearing from the listeners. We love hearing your John Mayer stories, uh, feedback on our episodes, um, all your favorite stuff about John. Email us. Let us know those things. We also uh, ask you, if you want, if you really like the show, um, leave us a positive uh, rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those things really help the show get discovered. And uh, um, if, you're, if you really, really like the show, like... It takes like maybe like three seconds to leave a five star review, Jeff. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if that, that. <laughs> just you you go to Apple Podcast, you scroll down, and where there's you're gonna see five stars. You mm-hmm. just hit that fi- that fifth star. That's it. That's all you got to do. So I, if you haven't done that yet, if you're listening and you haven't done that yet, I don't know why you're living your life even. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, wouldn't go, I wasn't going to go that far, but, uh, but, uh, go leave us the review. And if you, again, if you really, really like it, uh, well, that's what I said, leave an actual review. You can hit there and say, Hey, I'm going to write about this show. Talk about how amazing, um, Jeff Woodman is. Yeah, and, um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, we'd love for you to do that. If you, um, if you really like it, that helps the show get discovered and helps it to, you know, just go up in the rankings. Jeff, we, um, I get a weekly email from some, I don't even know how I got signed up for this, but I get a weekly email from uh, like a podcast charting website or something. Mm, it, somehow they, I'm sure it's just an algorithm that like, you know, got sent out or something, but mm. we uh, dropped out of the charts in Sweden uh, oh, in man. the, in the music podcast. So, you know, <laughs> such a shame. 
It's such a shame. If I could it remember said, any of the Sweden I learned like a year ago, I would be mad in Swedish, but I, I forget yeah. Swedish now. Um, Darn it. Yeah, so all you Swedes over there, what, what's going on? We were in we were like number like 78 in music or something. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and now we're out. We've dropped out of the top 100 music podcast in Sweden. So uh, go leave us a review, especially if you live in Sweden. I don't um, know how, how many people are over there, but it could be just one person in Sweden listening to us. That's all right. Takes. Yeah. I don't man. know. Yeah, I have no idea, but... Anyway, we dropped another chart. I thought that was notable news uh, we should mention. But (laughs) some of the other (laughs) – I do want to talk about uh, two other things before we jump into the emails, Um, just some notable stuff that John has been a part of recently. Mm -hmm. And the first one is, Jeff, you sent me this article from Billboard.com about uh, how country music is influenced by John Mayer. Yeah. Where did you see that? Uh, somebody actually, I found it on uh, Twitter. Somebody shared it to have a dissenting opinion, of course, because that's what people of do course. on Twitter. Yeah, uh, they argue, um, and they were basically <laughs> like disagreeing with the sentiment that everybody was yeah. saying, which yeah, isn't but... even fair to disagree with because these are actual working singer songwriters <laughs> that are. Just... Yeah, they're like, no, you're wrong. You you're, didn't. Your you experience weren't... is incorrect. Yeah. Like you, you did can't... not get influenced by John May, even though you say you did. Yeah, you did not. exactly. Uh, but then I read it and I was like, holy. Yeah. Molly, this is actually a good read. Um, but yeah. yeah, it talks about like people specifically in like Nashville. Um, and I guess you could say that's a country music scene, but there's a lot of types of music that come out of there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it talks about how, how John's influence, how, how his um, or how his music and style of playing has influenced that side of the industry. And uh, it's just interesting. Uh, the, the producers and songwriters that were talked to. Right. Um, that uh, I think Tori, was it Tori Kelly that cited? on that who just released like a new album and continuum's like one of her favorite records and stuff and um uh so the producers were talking about how sometimes they throw out like hey man just play do like a john mayer thing here yeah you know that that riff is very mayor-esque yeah do more of that or whatever yeah yeah um Um, and that's real language that comes up like when i recorded down in um down in georgia up in georgia it's all relative why georgia uh my friend lived why georgia my friend lived there uh but uh um and he was like, there was a part <laughs> that I was stuck at in a song. I didn't know what to do when I was trying to layer guitars. I was trying to, you know, mm-hmm. I already had the rhythm down and I was just trying to establish some sort of lead, which I didn't have a grasp on yet. But he just goes, you know what? Just play John Mayer chords. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, got Roll it. tape. Yeah, and immediately like just went there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I put my thumb on the E and like yeah. the low E and just started playing like weird chords. It's John a thing, Mayer man. Chords. People use that verbiage. Talking about John Mayer chords, today we are getting into a ton of John Mayer um, chords. These man. are the most John Mayer. Because when he came out Dude. of Berkeley, he was like, I'm going to impress people with this. Yeah, you know, like, it's like, he's playing oh some weird gosh. chords here. Yeah, he. I'm just like, oh my God. And to the point to where it's like a lot of these start sounding very, like almost the same. Like, Yeah, the, a couple of them just, do yeah. Uh, yeah. early, at least early on in the playlist yeah. that uh, we, we compiled. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a cool article. I. Um, uh, you sent it to me, Jeff, and I, I read it and it, mm. you know, it's just cool because, you know, even when we talked with David Ramirez last, last time, when we did our interview, we talked about how he, you know, how John Mayer just influences so many different, um, genres. And it's really just because I, I think they mentioned it. They were like, it's the people who are making music now, like listen to continuum, mm-hmm. right? They're like. You know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, Continuum was their favorite album as they were starting to get into music. 
or whatever, or Room for Squares, or you know, uh, any anything like that. And now they're starting to play, and like, even though they may play country music, which in even in Nashville, when especially a lot of these backing players, players that are in bands, players that are session players, they may play country music like as like that's their gig, like they get paid for that, but. They're rock guys, they're, you know, reggae yeah. guys, they're soul guys, jazz, you know, they the type of music that they listen to or they like may not necessarily be country music, it's even though that's like, what they play. Kind of just like what we just uh, discussed in a recent episode on Crossroads with Brad Paisley. Right. How he's in this one genre, but when you hear him play music and when you hear how he talks about music, it's mm-hmm. normally rock or blues musicians. Right. And- and that's totally the different. you know, and that's the case and with most artists. And he shreds like a rock musician. Yeah. He can, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a cool article. If y'all haven't checked it out, you can go find it. Just yeah. type in. By the way, John I want to correct myself. Music. It wasn't Tori Kelly. I don't know why I had her on my brain because she had released a new album, I guess. Um, but Lindsay L, the one who totally redid the Continuum album. Um, oh, I didn't know this. She what was is this? yeah. Uh, she uh, so she released like a debut LP, and she was like, "Continuum is my favorite album." So her producer uh, was like, "Well, why don't you just re-record the album?" And she did like like a, a whole years cover. Ago. Yeah, like it's just a whole cover, cover album. album. That's awesome. I, need I think it's called out. The Continuum Project, I believe. Um, I haven't heard it yet, but I remember it being a trending thing on the subreddit. Um, well, that's for cool. A bit there. Yeah, yeah we'll have to check that. I'll have to check that out. It's very rad. Uh, yeah, it's the whole. It looks like it's the whole album. Nice. Yep, it's the whole album. Well, go check that. Go go check that article out um, if y'all haven't. It's a, it's a short read. I mean, it's like a five minute read, but it's um it's pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check that out. So the second thing we want to talk about is um, John and Dave Chappelle. So since I think we recorded last, um, this just happened. Like it happened fast right after we recorded, I think. Most of the um, controlled danger stuff does yeah. where it's like a day yeah. later. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they're going to. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, going to do a something. surprise so, show. Yeah. So uh, many of you might know this, but John Mayer teamed up with uh, Dave Chappelle to do one of their controlled danger shows. Just mm-hmm. one, right? I think so. One. I mean, I think Dave did another thing. Yeah. He's been doing get together. It. Yeah, uh, but uh, it was not involving John, so it wasn't like a controlled danger thing. It was other comedians. Yeah, and um, that happened, I guess, maybe a couple weeks ago now mm-hmm. at this point. And um, he uh, he played with with Dave um, and he did a solo set like he does at those yep. shows. Yeah, and I guess he uh, did two new songs. Yeah. But nobody's heard, no, like we can't, can't record those because shows. Because yeah, you can't. Record can't those shows. Yeah, they tell which you which is no kind of good. I mean, yeah. do do I want to really listen to a crappy cell phone audio yeah, of not really. a new song? I don't. I don't think I want. Especially to. when, I based on the stuff that we've read on forums and Reddit and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, one of the songs feels more polished and the other one feels like it's still being worked on. Yeah. So you don't want work. You know, you don't want yeah. footage of a song that's still being worked on. That's well, not the good me, way to for, hear a song I think, for the first time again very timely for this episode because my sentiment on some of these songs is like oh he was working on this and testing it trying to get it out there and some of these songs to me don't work that well yeah um but uh that we're gonna get into but we have recordings of them and thank goodness um, yeah yeah and it's so funny because (laughs) well we'll get into it but um I do have some funny thoughts on all these songs. Good. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so go. Um, I hope we get to, you know, it, the, the the thing is, is that at least shows, as he mentioned before, he's working. Yeah. He's working on new music. He's testing them out. 
I think he uh, mentioned that too when he was playing yeah. before he started playing the new ones. He was like, "I'm still in the process of writing, so it's not even that he's yeah. recording. He's working out the kinks still and yeah. trying to figure out what he wants to lay down." And then I think he played Gravity and New Light and Stop This Train. I think he played. Yeah. As so, well. um, and by the way, I, I was trying to find someone who went to the show mm-hmm. who we could interview for the podcast. So if that's you, if you're like, "Oh, I was there," we'd love to chat with you and do like yeah. a short episode just kind of reviewing the show. Of, of how it went and I'd love just to hear how all That'd of be cool. that was. Yeah. But, uh, so contact us, my stupid podcast, uh, my stupid podcast show at gmail.com. We'd love to, to, to hear that. So, um, there was some more John Mayer news, like in the freaking gossip rags this week. And I'm, I, Oh, I'm, I don't care I'm about not, that. Yeah. I don't care about everybody that, either, that has so. a story about him yeah. in a, uh, relationship, uh, yeah. fashion. They have nothing, nothing to share beyond like 2009. It's yeah. everything yeah. So, is pre, when he was like yeah. having trouble in the media, basically. I hate that I even mention it, but I was yeah. thinking that pro- people were probably like, "Well, why didn't you talk about that?" Like we're, we again, we talked we about just this don't, at the very beginning stuff, of yeah. uh, the podcast episode one. We talked, we said that we're not going to talk about like mm-hmm. the gossip, People Magazine, Us Weekly crap. Like that's not that's not yeah. what this is about. So we're not going to even talk about those things. I think uh, so, the day of Controlled Danger, they did. Uh, this is not related to the relationship thing. Um, they did a, <laughs> uh, but it is related to Controlled Danger. They did a live stream on Instagram. I and, watched uh, it. I watched the whole I didn't stupid watch thing. It. Dang it! Where uh, where he's trying to take apart the the necklace. <laughs> was he? I, that's I what, still have it whole, on my list of YouTube so, videos. To yeah. Watch. So the live stream was him trying to unknot a necklace. Oh my gosh! And it was Tiffany Haddish. She, it was her life. It was her Instagram live. Oh, and, okay. And Sarah Silverman is there, and John's there, and it's basically it's just them like hanging out in the like the green room, like backstage, and um, and he's trying to like un unknot the necklace, and you know he's talking. He's he's going like, oh, this is one of my favorite things to do, you know, like talking oh about like my it's so, you know, and I'm just like, oh, geez, Louise, <laughs> and then so everybody's laugh. He's trying to make people laugh, you know, yeah. and all that stuff, and try to be clever, and and he's that, around that, a bunch that, of comedians. I mean, you gotta, that's right. So you gotta um, feel like you earned your place, I guess, when you're a musician. Mm-hmm. So well, he already has though, so I mean, it's cool. If you're interested in that, you can go find that on YouTube. Just type in Tiffany Haddish, John Mayer. Instagram yeah, it's on one of those. Uh, it. It's on the Dear Marie something youtube channel they're also on instagram okay um who like just reposts all the time on youtube all any ig live that he's a part of they they reshare it on youtube i'm glad people do that because sometimes i miss them and i'm like oh i want to i want to check that out exactly well that's really it i think as far as john mayer news Um, yes i agree i think that's uh, it so let's jump into some emails jeff um have you written a uh john mayer my stupid podcast. I keep forgetting that this is a homework <laughs> assignment. I keep forgetting about that. How can we do... Welcome uh, to the email segment. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bring. Okay. I could, yeah, um, I could do like a live performance of it. No, dude. I'm, I'm just don't, don't do it. <clears throat> uh, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. I'm going to mention it every time, though. Just, just so you know, <laughs> I'll have to come up with a, a slew of them that are just insert the word email into one yeah. of the songs. Yeah, basically. yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's gonna be like I am dry. It's gonna be the yeah. audio of him eighty five in the emails. <laughs> All right. First email is from Andrew Ortman Drew, uh, who has uh, emailed the show. He's a friend of the show. Uh, he says, and this the, some of these are a little old because we haven't read read them, but. 
It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute, but here's, here's the first one. He says, hearing you guys talk about a trio crossroads live reminded me that in April, 2017, I saw him in Ohio with a trio set consisting of crossroads, ain't no sunshine and bold as love. That's a great, great thing to catch. And he said, also had the surprise appearance of Dave Chappelle at the end of that show. Wow. Which is, uh, yeah, that's another rarity. I was looking back at the battle studies. Um, no, it wasn't the battle studies. I guess it was maybe the search for everything. The first time he went out. Um, and the one I went to, and actually the trio played crossroads. I didn't even realize that I was looking back at the set list the other day and I was like, Oh my gosh, he, he played crossroads. I cannot believe that. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got cross, I got crossroads. and I didn't even remember how terrible is that? (laughs) Um, so thanks, Drew. That's pretty cool. Uh, good to hear that. Next email is from Kyle Shernikoff. Shernikoff. Kyle Shernikoff. He says, "Hey guys, I'm 22, and my brother, who's 31, have been, and I, my brother and I have been huge John Mayer fans for as long as I can remember. Of I, of course, being introduced to him by my brother. I think the medley that Angelo put together is so cool because it really shows how diverse his collection is. Without saying a word, I feel like each album is so different and tells its story. So he's talking about the intro." the intro uh, song to this to this podcast oh yeah um, yeah and he says we were lucky enough to see john play the second night at the forum this last tour where he played continuum all the way through and it was incredible oh, so jealous yeah yeah you could feel the anticipation growing throughout the venue as the first part of the show progressed when people started realizing he hadn't played a single continuum song i was convinced he was going to do it so i ran out of the merch stand during daughters <laughs> As you should. If you're going to leave during the set. You might as well. (laughs) He said, uh, definitely a pee break song. I mean, it is. I I mean, yeah. It's fair, man. There's there's nothing wrong with that. He said, I bought two of the dated Continuum shirts. As the intermission started to wrap up, you could feel the crowd uh, stirring in anticipation of what was about to happen. The screen goes gray with Continuum music by John Mayer written across it. And we all go crazy. Definitely one of the highlights of my live music experiences. That had to be super cool, man. Yeah, that's so rad. I, I love that he did that for, I think it was just a couple shows he did that because mm-hmm. he, he did there in New York. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was MSG, right? Was it Madison Square Garden? I think so. It, Somewhere. I mean, it was in New York places, City, though. Yeah, all the places where he did two shows, right? Two shows back to back, yeah. yeah. He, he was like, all right, cool. We're doing Continuum tonight then. So uh, he continues, says, my favorite album has to be Continuum, but my favorite songs are actually Edge of Desire and War of My Life. Hmm. Which I've yet to see live in the six times I've seen him. Thanks for the. Oh, great he hasn't content. seen. Wow, Edge of Desire is such a such a common one. That's such a shame. Dang. He says thanks for the great content. Keep staying where the light is. Ooh, that's a good man. That should be our closer. We're gonna steal that from you. I know. That's Kyle. At, at the very end of each episode, I'm gonna be. We're gonna be like, I'm Jeff. Stay where the light I'm Jeff, is, guys. I'm Angelo. Stay where the light is. <laughs> I'm gonna say it just like that too. Good. <laughs> Stay with, stay with, you gotta go extra jazz MC stay, or whatever DJ yeah. voice. Stay where the light is. Hey. Stay where the light is. We <laughs> hope you out there stay where the light is. I like it though. All right, next email. Emma Tingling says, Hey, Jeff and Angelo. My name is Emma and I'm 22 years old from Canada. First off, I just wanted to say thank you for starting this podcast. I love having a space where I can geek out to John Mayer as none of my friends listen to his music. I've loved listening to the episodes and then listening to the albums and discovering things I've never heard before in terms of the lyrics and musical content. I don't know anything about guitar, but I do know some stuff about singing. 
So I absolutely love hearing your knowledge about the keys of the songs, riffs he plays, how you know what song he will play based on his capo and other niche. Niche? How do you niche. say it? Niche? I say niche. I would say niche. Mm. But there's no like T in there. That's <laughs> that's true. It is niche. Aspects of his music making. I got into John's music when I was about eight when we got the CD for Continuum. <laughs> eight. Wow. Eight years old. Wow. Um, I was listening to got, pop music during that I, time, so I, I would got, not have listened to John then. I got Continuum when I was um, like maybe two years married <laughs> in college, wow. late college. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Eight years Mine old. was like a year after I graduated high school, and I don't remember what uh, I was doing in my life. Probably yeah. wasting it, but uh, I, you know, I got continuum, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think at eight years old, I was listening to um, "Coming Out of Your Shells," the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tour musical tour that oh they did. Gosh. That's probably what I was listening to at eight years old. <laughs> um, so funny. She, she continues, but she obviously has better taste than me. She said, "I would I would listen to it all the time," and then as I gotten older, I continued listening to his albums. I love hearing the nostalgia you guys have for Room for Squares and heavier things, as I was only three or four when those came out. We don't need that perspective. I'm behind on the podcast episodes, but my rankings of his albums from worst to best is, so she gives her rankings, eight, Inside Wants Out, seven, Room for Squares, six, Search for Everything, five, Heavier Things, four, Paradise Valley, three, Born and Raised, two, Continuum, and one, Battle Studies. Wow. All these youngins and battle studies being high. I, I can't know. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen John three times. I can't wait until concerts can resume. Let's hope he's working on some new music as I've been constantly listening to his stuff since discovering your podcast. Well, Emma, I think he is. We, yeah. we, we're pretty sure he is. Thanks for all you do, Emma Tingling. P.S. I just saw John Mayer has a TV show for the first time, and I loved it. Oh, man. It's so funny. So funny. Makes me wish I was older so I could have actually watched it at the I time. so pro bono, pro bongo. It's yeah. not even funny. <laughs> There's somebody on the Reddit. On the Reddit. Uh, <laughs> that's like their. That's, that's their handle. Their flair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's their hand. No, that's their handle. That's their username. Pro bono, oh, really? pro bongo. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. Next email. Is from someone called Matthew Chappelle. I have no idea who this guy is. I don't is. know who this is. Um, Matt Chappelle. Is he, oh, the guy that's uh, the brother of Dave who uh, puts on. That's right. <laughs> controlled danger. So this is about our uh, search for everything um, episode. He says, hey, hey Ooh, guys, cool. hope you fellas are doing well. So I must admit this album had not quite hit my radar. I originally ranked it at eight for album rankings. So when I saw Unacceptable, you guys doing this album, by the way. Unacceptable. I mean, <laughs> do what you want to do. I don't care. Yeah. I had to listen to it with fresh ears before listening to the podcast episode. Overall, I still can't justify bringing it up in the ranks too much hype, mm. too much, but it's better than I gave it credit for. Here's the thing is that even though they're low in the ranks, they're still good out. Al- like you have to have an eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have you to do. have a That's favorite. True. I mean, just, true. It, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but he, but what he's saying is um, it ranks, but it's better than he gave it credit for in the past, which I do agree. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a good sentiment. This album came out around the time I was getting married, buying my own house, getting a new job, and preparing for my first daughter. So a lot of personal things going on to the point. I wasn't really paying attention to what Mayer was doing at the time. That's how I was, man, in uh, um, late Battle Studies, Born and Raised time. I had already been married a long time, but it was just there was a lot of stuff happening in my life. And I just, even even into Paradise Valley, like I just was kind of not really 
hip to what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can definitely relate to that. Uh, he says, I gave it a listen through, through about a week or so after the full length came out. Never really gave it much attention after that. I thought it was mediocre at best. Fast forward mm-hmm. to now. Sonically, this is just all over the place. That's what he says. I think I know what you're trying to say, and he's going to talk about it, but he says, Born and Raised Elements mixed with Continuum Elements. It took a lot of time for me to appreciate Born and Raised. I think part of me looks up to Continuum era John more than anything, and I have to realize he's matured musically. That's been a hard pill to swallow for me. Well, this album is telling the story lyrically. I like. I feel like the music is very much a compilation of John's abilities as a musician. Americana and blues elements intertwined make a very interesting formula that my musical taste buds hadn't quite grown accustomed to yet. We talked a little bit about that, of how this is almost like a a greatest hits type. Like, it yeah. feels like a lot, you know, like he took the best of the previous sounds of albums mm-hmm. and put them to, and, you know, made a different sounding album. Yeah, that's why I liked it so much, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it has acoustic songs, and it has blues and it has you know soul and it has the rock stuff it's like Mm -hmm. it's like all over the place which i I like um he says i've grown to appreciate this album a lot more in the blood hit me the hardest as i feel in some sort of way it's a follow-up to born and raised like born and raised 2.0 yeah i feel that too Um, uh he he went on to talk about um and i i'm not going to read it but just some personal things that in the blood really means to him as far as Mm -hmm. his family and kind of what you know some some things he's gone through with his parents um, but he said, it's a good reminder to me that just because my parents made decisions doesn't mean I have to make the same choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not always in the blood. It's not, right. well, you get that from your father and mother. You can change if you want and rise above that. You're like, and, and I think that's a great sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, this album has gotten better to me over time. My least favorite song is probably Changing or Emoji of a Wave. Wow. I can't imagine thinking know, Emoji dude. of a Wave is your least favorite song. Yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> Uh, he says the I don't nerve get a lot- to email that to us. Well, and then, I mean, even he says it. He says, "I know I'll probably get a lot of crap for that." Hey, melody- well, just happened. True. But <laughs> just check true. this out. And he's got a good point here. He says the melody of changing to me is like the melody of in repair to you, Angelo. And I thought about it for a second, and I was like, you know what? He's right. I am not done. Change. It almost. I I don't think it's as bad as in repair. Mm-hmm. I am in repair. It's kind of like. It's phrased kind of similarly, but I feel like it works in changing. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I like changing more than in repair. If I had to oh, yeah. put the two against each me other, too. Yeah. me too, me too, one hundred percent there. So um, obviously, he says my favorite is probably in the blood. Roll it on home is a close second. Uh, I believe John was ta- ta- uh, talking about split screen sadness to me uh, on the As Is Volume Two and said this song's a little true sometimes to sing all the time. That's how I feel about in the blood. Then he ends it with Love David's Story in a song. Downloaded the album today. Love to hear what you guys do next. Take care, Matt. Thank you uh, for supporting local artists. Also, by the way, yes. downloading the album. All right. Uh, I have two more emails. It's a great album, by the way. I still love it. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't I was just blowing smoke, it. man. It's such a good album. I was album. listening oh, to my it God. the other day. It's, uh, yeah. It's really, really good. All right. Next email. Abby Charez. Charez, I think is how you pronounce her last name. She says, hey, guys, I just started listening, and I love it. I am so glad that someone appreciates John Mayer as much as I do. I am currently in eighth grade. Wow. People would judge me for liking John Mayer, which is so dumb. I agree with you, Abby. That is dumb. It is dumb. Uh, Bigly dumb. That's right. (laughs) 
she, uh, she continues. Anyways, I stopped listening to him for a year, and then one day I was like, forget y'all, and I jammed out, and now I don't care what people think. So, yay. That's awesome. You shouldn't care. You like what you like musically. Yeah. You know what? And people should just be like, whatever. Um, Thank y'all so much for making me laugh. Keep up the good work. And by the way, what is your favorite John Mayer song? Mine is Stop This Train. And then she ends it with an emoji of a wave. Like a, like <laughs> That's a hand. Great. Like a hand. <laughs> Like a buy, a hand buy. I, I would like, oh, not have awesome. like I would not have connected with Stop This Train at eighth grade, that's for sure. Oh geez Louise, I don't know. Man. So so uh Jeff, on the spot, what is your favorite John Mayer song right now? Let's not talk about uh, all time. John I guess it, I right guess now. it still has to be belief. I don't know. It's still fresh in my brain. Um and you know it's relevant. My, you know what my favorite song is now that it's not even in my top ten or anything mm. like that? Or it hasn't made any list that I've done. Uh Face to Call Home. Such a good song, dude. My wife has been jamming this song, and like mm-hmm. when it gets at the end, and it kind of gets that rock feel, and it's just kind of like yeah, the Coldplay. It's like song. the Coldplay, yeah. and it gets up high. Mm-hmm. I love it, dude. Oh my gosh, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's probably that. So that might be my favorite song right now, Abby. So thank you for good lyrics me. too. Great lyrics about uh, yes. Hey, we'll get to it. We'll get to that in the Born and Raised yeah, episode. That's, that's gonna right. be a good episode. Um, so thanks for listening, Abby. I love hearing from the young young listeners because that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Keep listening to what you want to listen to, Abby. Absolutely. Don't, don't let other people dictate what song and music. I you I like. did that in eighth grade. Um, I was very shy about sharing what I listened to because I listened to pop music when all my friends listened to like rock. Mm-hmm. And I eventually I listened to more rock, but it was still popular rock bands like Limp Bizkit and stuff. Um, at the, the new, time, the new not metal. popular now. The new uh, metal. Yeah. Uh, but so like yeah, I let the peer pressure or whatever it's called expectations get to me so uh, don't don't learn from my mistakes uh, i will never apologize do for that. liking creed i'm just telling you right now oh you should <laughs> <laughs> dude my own prison human clay those two albums i don't care what anybody says dude people are like oh it's freaking thinking it's jesus or whatever with his hands always out doing that crap but like I love those two albums and the guitar tone on some of those albums. Yeah. I love amazing. the guitar work and, and uh, Mark Tarani's great. Yes. I love his guitar work. And I, that's why I love Alter Bridge too, aside from Miles Kennedy, just being yeah. an absolute beast on the vocals. Yeah. Um, don't, don't be now. Yeah. Once you get into like their third album weathered, I'm like, okay, I can, that's uh, getting a little, <laughs> that's not like, with all the hits yeah. on it. Right. I thought my own no. prison had all the hits on it. Uh, they both had all the hits on it. Oh, okay. The first two albums, the first two Creed albums. My Own Prison had My Own Prison, Torn, Ode, and What's This Life For? What's This Life For? That's actually, yeah. okay, I like that song. I can't even and, front. Uh, That's a good song. And then One. And then One. It had One. I remember One. One's a good song, actually. One's a good oh, song, man. dude. It had a lot of hits. And okay, he, all right. And well, then Human Clay's the one in 99 Human that came Clay, out that Human launched Clay the stratosphere. Human Clay had yeah. What If, Higher... Um and um the one about the kid about his his son went um, with arms wide open yeah, yeah, the one Foo yeah. Fighters uh, Dave Grohl did a great cover of <laughs> um yeah Mark Tremonti's killing it in What If dude that's such dude, a What oh, If God. yeah my when I was in high school my band played my my high school band played What If for a talent show my band played What If we played a Creed song and a Metallica song let's just put it that way oh, um, so. All right, all right, so last email from Jack Wanless. And Jack says this. Hi, hi, Angelo and Jeff. This podcast was a random find, just like Mayer himself was for me back in 2010. Couldn't be oh. more happier with finding something out of the blue. I'm a 23-year-old uh, from Newcastle in the UK. 
Funny story, I discovered John due to a bad search on YouTube <laughs> back in 2010. I love this story. I, I, I read this story and I was just like dying laughing. She's, he says, I was busy trying to find an Assassin's Creed playthrough to help oh, me complete a mission. I was stuck on the autocomplete. Uh, I was stuck. I was stuck on, and the autocomplete came up with Assassin John Mayer. Um, for some reason, I decided to put it on, and as I heard John's name, but never his music, I listened, and I was hooked from that song for months. I often dipped in and out of my listening to his records from 2010 to 2010 to around 2018, mainly listening to Room for Squares and Continuum, sort of living as a John casual. Cash, you know, one of those John, John Cash, Cash, yeah. Until something clicked in late 2018, may, may have been due to a quarter life crisis. Ooh, quarter life crisis. Hmm. I was going through and uh, probably still am to this day. And ever since I formed a love for him and his music, I've never had before with an artist. During a really bad period of my, my uh, period of time for myself personally in the winter of 2018, I happened to really sit and listen to Born and Raised on a train journey home. And something just clicked in me, and I haven't been able to go through a week without listening to it in full at least once. Wow. wow. I think that happens a lot with Born and Raised. I feel like that that album hits people like at a time when they're really like kind of like in a low time in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really speaks to them. Uh, that's at least that's a sentiment I've gotten from a lot of our listeners and, and people. Yeah, that happened that happened for me relatively recently. That and like search for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, heavier I mean, things. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that one, but you know, the other one's more so. Uh, the way I feel about Born and Raised is sort of the way you guys mentioned you both spending the uh, the most time with Continuum. This easily is the John record I spend the most time with. I hear the opening note to Queen of California, and it's just like a warm blanket is being placed over my shoulders. The world is shut out, and it's just me and the greatest songwriter of our generation. I love that. That's a cool sentiment. Uh, thanks for reading. I hope both of you guys are doing great. And this podcast is one of the best things that has happened to me in the year 2020. So thanks for all you guys do. Much love, Jack. Appreciate it, Jack. Jane. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, he did um, title that uh, the subject line was more like your amazing podcast, which um, wow. I will. I will. I think, you know. Hey, man. Take, you, we'll take it into consideration. We're going to let we're going to let listeners say that. Not that's us. right. Um, <laughs> and, and it's as easy as that, you know. Write in, write in. We'd love to uh, hear from you. Uh, thanks for, for all of our uh, listeners for writing in. Um, my stupid podcast show at gmail.com. Chances are it'll get read on the show. So uh, check it out in your Gmail or your Apple mail or your Yahoo mail or your Hotmail, AOL mail, Lycos. Um, <laughs> Lycos. What else? I've heard um, that forever. <laughs> AT&T mail. Um, oh, man. What else? Lycos. What other, what other mails were there? <laughs> I don't know. You, you threw me for a loop at Lycos. <laughs> your uh, your GeoCities email. Ge- um, yeah, GeoCities, of course. Um, Angel yeah. Fire. Angel Fire email. Uh, <laughs> your Angel Fire website that hasn't been updated since 1998 that has like the black background with yellow text on it and has like the, the sparklies yeah. in the background. Um, oh, my God. And it- <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, check it out. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's jump into this episode. So Jeff was very kind to put together a YouTube playlist of the of the um, songs we're going to be going through, and we'll post that. We'll make sure that you guys have it so you kind of know what we're going through. Now, we really do have to preface this because I was, I was asking him, 
what kind of information is there out there about about these um, about these songs? <laughs> Uh, what kind of information is out there about these songs? <laughs> Those of you who don't, you don't know what we're laughing at, but it's it's fun. There's things happening in the background of my video. Um, but uh, we were talking about it, and it was like there's not a lot of background on some of these songs. We don't even really have hard dates on like when a lot of these were written. There are so many. Like John Mayer is probably one of the most like. I don't want to say well documented. That's not what I mean, but there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. That's unreleased, that's live, that's B-sides, that's just covers. He started performing as a singer-songwriter at the right time where like people were recording live sets. Yeah. And release like it was easy peasy for those people. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on Napster, Kazaa, LimeWire, whatever. People were sharing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and um, especially a lot of this early stuff, there are so many different versions of them. Dude, like, yeah, I couldn't find one of the versions of uh, uh, of one of the songs. Like, there's there's different, completely different lyrics referenced. Yeah, on, like Genius.com or whatever website yep. I was looking at. That, that happened to me a couple times too. And I'm yeah, like, and I'm like, so well, wait, what? No, that's not what he's singing here. Clearly. So here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. And um, we tried to, you know, what we're trying to do is kind of go by era. Yeah. So this is part one of these types of songs. We're going to, um, we, we don't have them exactly chronological. We kind of have them, Hey, this is about the time that they were being played or that we found them or that they were popular. And, um, they might not be the exact recording you may have. Like some of you huge John Mayer fans, maybe you have a different mm-hmm. recording of some of these and some of the lyrics are a little bit different or, you know, whatever. Also, um, I was like, dude, we're going to miss some. Like, I feel like we're going to miss one or two songs. Yeah. And it's going to be like, well, you didn't talk about. Here's the thing. Yes, we we love your emails. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) feel free to email the show if you want to. But we're probably going to miss some things. We're probably going to miss a song or two. We may get some dates wrong. We may get some information wrong on some of this just because it's so like. It's super like there's not just not a lot of it. A lot of a lot of the information. Some of it's conflicting. Like, yeah. you know, um, it's all like hearsay and what people remember and stuff like that. So, um, give us a little bit of a break. We're asking <laughs> on some of this stuff when we start talking about it because you know I was like some someone's gonna call. Well, actually, um, John played that on September fifteenth, not on September eighteenth, and um, you know he uh, the the lyrics were actually a reference to and this song. You know, no, okay, let's just give us a little bit of a break on some of this. All right. Yeah. Um, so we are gonna jump in though. We're gonna do the best we can. If there yes. are some like obvious big songs we miss mm-hmm. feel free to email us and actually let me just say that if there are songs that you're like oh well this other song came out during this time and you think it's really good send it to us that's great that's fine yeah. um but uh you know um we are fortunately we are, there's a lot of reddit threads and youtube videos out there that make it yeah. really hard for me to miss songs when i yeah. put these type of lists together yeah, yeah. Uh, and also because this was the era that I became a fan in that I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's, this is when you played it. Yeah. Like this era specifically that we're about to dive into is the era that I was a fan during and I was learning his stuff during. Um, So we're, we're going to take part one. We'll have 11 songs on it and I don't know how many parts we may do five or six parts of this. I mean, just depending on how many, it depends on the volume. Yeah. Because I, once I uh, got past a. Heavier things and continuum had way less B sides and yeah and, uh, yeah yeah and so that'll probably and, be its own part. And that but, like, is true. Heavier things and continuum had definitely like way less B sides and unreleased stuff because mm-hmm. 
I don't know. He just wasn't as transparent as he was. He wasn't trying to make it work as much as he had to. Right. You know, he already right. made it work. Now it's just deciding what to record, basically. Right, right. And yeah, that's exactly right. Like he's writing music now to record at mm-hmm. that point, not writing music and then writing more music that's not getting recorded yeah. and all that stuff. And then kind of to stuff. just play around, mess around, let's yeah. write a fake song or whatever. Yeah. He's not doing that as much. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, this is like from the beginning. Yeah. Of like maybe like 99, probably. Mm-hmm. That's probably this era is like 99. 99, 2002. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also preface with we're not getting into um, demos yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we will do that at some point where we talk about uh, Villanova Junction, where we talk about low, what is it called? Lo-fi, Lo- Mas- Lo-fi Masters, I Lo-fi think. Lo-Fi Masters. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about those recordings at a different time. Yeah. Again, these are because live. people do like to lump in like outside in the underground is one that people lump in a lot with this, uh-huh. and especially this era. And that was re- technically released; it was released under the demo as a full yeah. band. You can find an acoustic version of it, which is really good. Yeah. Um. And we'll but we'll discuss. Um. That song isn't that great, but the, that version of it's really good. Um. <laughs> but we'll. I mean, we'll discuss that. You know, yeah. at a later time is is the point that we're yeah, trying yeah. to make. Yeah. So and th- that that is the point. Like the big point is that. This is we we understand that many people might have different definitions of what like oh well yeah. this should have been included, um that's fine let us know but we're we're just kind of going by what we I think. also um to leave more room for content later I took out covers uh yes. like when cries Mary is a B side on uh, on one of his singles yeah I can't remember which one it is uh, I think it's and, the no such um, thing. No like thing. he he's done a throwaway cover of NSYNC pop he's done like no yeah. no woman no cry. And I feel like Patience, we should save yeah. covers for its own episode so there's no overlap for like yep, I agree. we already talked about this. So covers yeah. are not in here either. We talked uh, about even it, though John he's Mayer got covers. some great covers here um, yeah. in this era, but uh, I, I took them out. I was like, why? Why would we want to tread the same ground when we can yeah. make a whole episode about that? Well, and then we even took out like uh, Room for Squares demos, like demos of like songs yeah. that were a little bit different, but not significantly different to where. Right. It was worth talking about. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, we could have and put we'll, in, oh, we'll this was an about, early we'll, version of No Such yeah. Thing. But we'll definitely talk about that because de- he did like a MySpace demo where it was, it was like five songs. One of them had not been released yet. And um, but that's like its own demo. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like a yeah. five song thing. And I'd rather us save it for like a demo discussion, especially because four of the five songs we've already talked about. Yes. Most mostly. So um, there's some lyrical changes in like Not Myself and Three by Five. But uh Again, that's like a demo episode discussion, I feel like. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely get to it. So, um, yeah, these are definitely right. songs that he never recorded a studio version of, like, ever. And these are, like, throwaway, like, not throwaway songs. That's a wrong way to look at it. But, uh, yeah. Well, they were, yeah, they, I mean, they were unreleased things that never made an album. Yeah. So, and the first song is, um, we're going to kind of go al- alphabetically here in, in some of this. And the first <laughs> so, of song, course, this is the first song. Yeah, the first song is a ma- is the masterpiece, in, in my opinion, <laughs> called Bear Ballin' It. Have you have you heard all these songs before we started? I haven't recording heard all this? of them. I haven't. Oh, okay. heard, I don't think. I, maybe I had heard this one. Okay. Um, yeah, I might have heard it like three or four times before over yeah. the years. But like uh, this was like a. I was like, oh man, I haven't heard this in a long time. But yeah, he prefaces it with an intro where he's like, "I was in the hot tub today and I didn't have a change of clothes." <laughs> he's probably lying. He just wanted to come up with of a good reason to write a he's, song. He's of course he's lying. Yeah, I mean, come on, um, like of course he's making it up to where he can play the song, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so <laughs> bear balling it is a joke song, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would consider it a joke song. Like it's, it wasn't a serious thing that he would ever record. Yeah. 
he um he wrote it to be funny probably had a funny idea and just kind of yeah. kind of it's, it. it's actually got a fun it's fun to play it's like yeah. the, there's a lot of city love chords in it because he clearly played it before city love if yeah. you are familiar with the tuning of that song and the chords that he played during it you'll be like oh i recognize these chords um so it's like a fun rhythmic thing yeah. uh but yeah, he just wanted to say like going commando and stuff. He just, yeah, so so that he just if you don't if laugh. you don't know, bare balling it, you're like, what well, is this like a metaphor for? No, he is literally singing a song about bare balling it. <laughs> and um, for those of you that don't know what that is, which um, it's just it's basically wearing like pants or shorts with no underwear. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm talking about this right now. He says it in the lyrics but, after my jeans, it's only just me. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a new sensation sweeping all the nation. I don't know if it's a new sense. I mean, is it was bare balling nah. a sensation? No, it <laughs> wasn't. It, wasn't it was a like, it swept all. the nation. It was like, Oh my gosh, there's this new thing <laughs> happening. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, they're calling it bare balling it. So the lyrics are just, you know, they're funny. Uh, the <laughs> I seem to have forgotten that crucial layer of cotton. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous lyric. And then what he calls, he says, lyric. he says, "Call me a fleshy Fernando." <laughs> I'm going commando. Yeah, I'm going commando. So I feel like Fernando was just it was the uh, the lead in, right? Like he was yeah. like, I need something to ride with commando. It's kind of like the George, which we're going to talk about George's Blues thing, where yeah. it's like, what rhymes yeah. with that? Well, let's just make yeah. up a thing. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of goofy stuff like this that John did, especially during this time. Like he yeah. just, you know, he was totally goofy and making funny things. And this is, you know, it's it's funny. I, I think the song's like uh, like two and a half minutes or something. I mean, it's yeah. it's super short. It's really short. Um, see, it's somehow many... a lead in for City Love, which oh my god, they don't yeah. add up at all. But uh... by the way, uh, the YouTube video that we have has almost ten thousand views. Wow. So um, it's a John Mayer tapes page, man. They got yeah, all the they're yeah. getting all the hits. That's right. So uh, anyway, that's a funny song. Um, unreleased masterpiece. Anything else to say about that song, Jeff? I, I feel no. Like it uh, looks like this is 2002 era, so he's already on tour during this time. He's already like yeah. on the road. This, um, and I think he played it one time. So going through this whole whole list and looking at times when he played stuff and how often he played things got me so mad because I was like, oh, he played this in Houston, Texas, in 2002, but I didn't even know about John yet. Like I was yeah. like barely learning about him. And I was like, he played at this club? Like, he played at this club. I was in college. I lived close to that club. I could have went to this club to see you John You could have been bare-balling it, man. I could have been there hearing him play This Will All Make Perfect Sense Someday. Yeah. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah, I saw that one was in Houston. And I'm like, oh, oh dude. He I'm never like, did that song again full band, did he? Dang it. Uh, anyway, next song. We got Breakaway. Break, Yeah. This Which, was, I uh, think this is college era, John, like just mm-hmm. getting out of college. So I, I think 99 is yeah. probably when this one at Eddie's, the one we listened to was an Eddie's Attic mm-hmm. uh, version. Um, I think there's a, other different versions of this song out this there. This is the well. only one that I know of, like coming from being a fan around the era mm-hmm. that these were being circulated yeah. online. And the, yeah, um, this is, this so is this the is only the, one I've heard. Yeah, yeah, this was the one that was on my random John CD. Like yeah. it was just like because you know that that guitar tone, yeah, it sounds very familiar. Like I've heard this tone before. Yeah, it's yep. such it's a weird a, tone. Well, it's just it's a plugged in acoustic guitar that's yeah, just kind of just a straight live feed. There's right. no like EQ or like yeah, it's po- like way post- too high, way too much like high end or something. Yeah, it's just it's, like yeah. they were like it was EQ'd for the room and it probably sounded good in the room, but they just yeah. were like, oh, let's just record it 
and there was no like thought about oh we no, should not EQ at all. this differently for the recorded version. No, right. he's just recording this. Or you know, um, it sounds like a board, like a soundboard recording. That's yes, exactly it does. It really yeah. does. And but some of the other soundboard recordings sound yeah. way better for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, this one I actually just because my guitar skills I didn't start to hone until like last fall. This one mm-hmm. I just finally learned to play the riff. This yeah. one's a tricky one. Um, it's a fun. This is a good. This is probably out of the bunch one of the better songs. I would agree with that. Um, and um, the the whole the whole song is about. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, Jeff, but it's about him becoming a musician and like leaving mm-hmm. somebody behind, like leaving the one he loves. And if he needs to break up, like if he was if he's able not to maybe not break up, but like handle kind of the long distance thing. Is that yeah. kind of yeah, that's the, the sense I get too. Um, that's the sense I'm getting, especially with the start of it being like, if melody is my destiny, then yeah. you know what's left of me, I'll give to you. It's basically yeah. like compromising. Yeah, you can have the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, you can have the leftovers because my career is gonna be. That's my right. Focus. Yeah, because that's the thing is that like yeah, my you can have what's left over after my career, but I have to do this now. Um, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Those hammer-ons and pull-offs, dude. They're tricky, man. They're fun to play though. Uh, He's playing with I the pick the whole him. time. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Even, think, it's just the way that the sound, the guitar is like yeah. recorded. It yeah. sounds super weird. It sounds like he's finger picking, he, yeah. but he's not. He's not because you can you can distinctly hear the pick. Like you yeah. can kind of hear the the pick. But um, classic John chords in the song. I mean, big time. Yeah, jazzy pop. You know, jazz slash pop. I mean, it's kind of like that was him, right? Like the hybrid of that, of like mm-hmm. bringing jazz chords into a pop song. Kind of sounds like back to you musically. It does. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just thinking that. There's a lot of parts that sound like that, especially that um, what, the, the acoustic version of back to you. Mm-hmm. But also um, there's some chord changes on the, the, the line that I love. There's a is, lot of open and like stretchy chords, I guess yeah. you can call it. Dave yeah. chords. There's a lot of yeah. Dave chords in yeah. this one. Yeah. Can I have my cake? Can I have you too? Like that mm-hmm. line's so good. And when he's playing that the chords over that, that sounds like back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that has a lot of open chords in it. Mm-hmm. Like open, you know what I mean? There's a lot of open strings. Yeah. And so does this. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, whenever he's recording Inside Once Out and he's going to record um, Room for Squares, mm-hmm. there's a whole host of reasons why songs would not make it on there. Is this as good as the songs on Inside Once Out? Uh, I don't know. It could have been recorded. You think and it could have been? On it. I if Back to You didn't exist because it is it is sonically a little similar. Yeah. Um, but there's some great lines in here, like "Rolling half my life over broken white lines." He's talking about driving on the road. That's such a good line, dude. Because yeah. you don't. He's saying that without saying it. It's so yeah. great. That's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the type of lyricism that I love. <laughs> yes. Um, and that a lot it, of people love. I mean, this yeah. is. Um, here, here. So, <laughs> I do want to talk about this right now before we get even deeper into it. Reading the YouTube comments on a lot of these um, videos is interesting to say the least. A lot of good comments, but they're like, it's so funny to me because there are people. I experienced this with Metallica. The mm-hmm. same thing. There are always people for every artist who are like, he was never better than this. You know, like, yeah, I know. This was yeah, the best. You know, he after Room for Squares, he he. You know, his songwriting was never as good. His people like literally say his songwriting was never as good <laughs> after Room for Squares and this I don't era know about stuff. That, guys. And I'm like, come on. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
like I get maybe this is like your style of music, but to yeah. say his songwriting was not as good just because he doesn't do acoustic as much as he used yeah. to, or something, or like which, even which these kind absurd. of core, like or like these kind of cleverish type lyrics. He does do some of those, but like I would say he's gotten way better as a songwriter. Like that's just my opinion, but it just it show it goes to show me that every artist has those people that are like just like the it's like the people who just want to like one up you. Mm-hmm. Want to be like, oh, I was there before, and I liked him here, and he sold out, or he got worse, or whatever that may be. And it's like, it just blows my mind. I, I can't, I couldn't even believe I literally read a comment like that. The other thing that's funny is on all these songs is there's at least one person that's always like, this is my favorite John Mayer song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and uh, so, which I can appreciate. I mean, I, I can, I can appreciate, but it's just funny to me that, like, some of these songs are people's favorite John Mayer songs. Right. I just, um, the YouTube comments are hilarious in, in some of these, you know, people arguing and going back and forth and stuff about about Somebody things. in one of them, <laughs> I think it was, I can't remember what even the, it might have been an old love cover that I was listening yeah. to. At the very, very last, <laughs> the very, very last comment says, this isn't real. <laughs> And somebody replies, uh, what? Yeah, it is. And then like somebody replies back to the commenter and goes, yeah, you're right. It's not real. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, it was like an acoustic demo of like three by five or so. It was like, clearly this is John playing this song. Someone was saying, oh, this isn't John. (laughs) What? Dude. So yeah, I I love the, I love the reading the YouTube comments. Some of them make me so angry, but then some of them are just like kind of laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, he hasn't written a song like this ever, you know, ever again. Is it anyway? Um, that's a lot of these songs, but um, here's the other thing about Breakaway, Jeff. Did Matt Mang- Mangano is that how you pronounce his name? Mangano, uh, Mangano? Matt Mangano, sure. probably Mangano. I think Mangano, like some people were, or he was some, on yeah, it or something. Well, some people said he wrote it or at least co wrote it. I couldn't find any information about that, mm-hmm. but I at least saw a couple things saying that about this song. Um, you know, so I know they were they were tight together during this time, and I think he makes huh. an appearance in another later song that we'll talk about here in a yes. little bit. Well, they clearly work together, yeah. so it's possible. Yeah, it's possible he could have he could have wrote this, but or co-wrote it at least. This is a cool song. It's it's a classic. Like when I think of. When I think of unreleased John Mayer songs, like this is the type of song that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. This, the way it sounds, like it's very nostalgic. Like the way it sounds is like, oh yeah, I remember listening to this at night or, or whatever, you know, or in the dark or in my CD player in my car, my Dodge Neon, putting it in. <laughs> I had a Dodge <laughs> Shadow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a friend in the neighborhood. I would just go over to his place. And we would just put on this type of mu- this music, yeah, this yeah. version of John, Inside Once yeah. Out, and any covers we could find on his really loud stereo. And we would just he would play along with it, and I would just stare in awe because he was really good already. <laughs> he was like ridiculous for for that age. He was ridiculously good, uh, yeah. and he's still really good. Um, I've been trying to get him on the show actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to because he's actually a really good musician. and He's still working, um, uh, and I think he was on the Mayor Cruise too. So I've been meaning to Ooh, yes, Mayor yes. what Mayorcraft Mayorcraft Mayor Carrier. carrier. Uh, Which again, yeah, that's so like thing. him and I would just like, would I jam so much, dude. We would jam. I uh, I'm not a huge fan of the the cruise thing. I don't know. I don't think I ever would. If 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 if, if he does it again. Well, I I don't know if I'd do it now. Remove, probably, remove COVID would, from the equation. I don't it think would, I would be do it. like three thousand dollars now. 
Like nice. easily. Like that's probably how much it would cost. Back then it was like five or six hundred bucks probably. Why why didn't I do that? I don't understand. I don't like know. I was married. Like me and my wife could have went. Like she loved John Mayer. I love John Mayer. Why could why didn't we go? I don't understand it. Anyway. All right. <laughs> that's one of the biggest regrets of my life, not going to the Maircraft carrier. Um anything else anything else about breakaway? No, it's just really good and I enjoy yeah. playing it now that I can actually play it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it is tricky because it's the different yeah. strings and an arrangement of your fingers. It's tricky. It's just really tricky. So next yeah, we have we have everything is not broken. The version of recording that we have for this feels like it's still a work in progress. Yes. Because it feels like he's kind of playing around with the lyrics. It even um, feels like he's playing around with the chords. Like Yeah. Yeah. He so I looked up on setlist.fm some of these songs and I it may not be exactly accurate but setlist.fm says this was played 6 times. Hmm. And mostly in 2000. I wonder if that's where the the good lyrics came from because the version of lyrics that he sang in this felt made up in the second verse. <laughs> Whereas the lyrics that you could find on yeah. like metrolyrics.com yeah. Yeah. are like really eloquent and cool. Um well this is just it's it's really repetitive, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, it's even weird, like kind of droney, mm-hmm. droniness, where he's playing those really high jazzy chords, but he's just staying on them. And like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he had in his mind something more band, like with a band. Yeah. That's kind of what I think is that this had to be fleshed out more band. But he's also, is he playing it on an electric guitar in this yeah, version? Yeah. On this version, yeah. So that also adds to kind of that droney, because it's not an acoustic guitar. I, I didn't. I listened to it and I was like, I don't. I don't like this. It's very similar to Breakaway. Uh, actually, it's in the same key and he's using a lot of the same chords. Uh-huh. So if you listen to those back to back, you're like, didn't I just hear this? But this is like way slower <laughs> and less interesting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still. I mean, I still like the sentiment of the song, and I still think some okay. of it's some of it's pretty. So but that's what it, it's just full of potential that it doesn't reach. I do agree with. I love the sentiment of this mm-hmm. song. It doesn't work for me, man. And I mm-hmm. saw somebody put that it was written around September 11th, and that could be kind of like a... Oh, interesting. Because, I mean... It is like an early 2000, like very, very early 2001, Well, I saw the first time... on Setlist.fm Setlist. Setlist. said the first time it was played was on September 23rd, 2001. Wow. I mean, this is two weeks after September 11th. So he was going through... So he was just kind of processing what happened, I guess. He might have been. And I think it could have actually really been a good song. Like, I think if it would have mm-hmm. kept, kept... If you would have kept working on it... Yeah, I don't think he... I think he just wrote... It sounds like he wrote it just out of therapy then. And not necessarily maybe, again, to make a big big song out yeah. of it. Conjecture. And he was like, hey, yeah. you know, and he just decided to perform it a few the, times. But, I mean, the lyrics are really good on the... Uh, I mean, at least I like the opening line of the second verse um, on the lyric website, which I can't find a recording of. But uh, that nature reigns on flames we made should tell uh-huh. you everything is not broken. Yes. That's a great line, dude. Um, dang, that's a good line. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, even just the first line, the, that autumn leaves, leaves fall dry and sweet tells me everything's not broken. Mm-hmm. Where, what else does he say? He says something else that was really, really good. That he I says really something enjoyed. at the uh, at the end. Um, at the end of the one, on, at least again, I'm referring to the lyric right, page, right? Because it's not in the recording that we put on the playlist. I'm I'm still struggling to find that recording. If anybody could find that, that'd be great. Um, but apparently, it ends with "I will walk outside on my own into the light, the kind of clarity that only comes to me on Sunday shine." Yes, yes. And I'm like, where is that in the recording? That's such a good line. Yeah, where is yeah. it? It's it's on some other recording, right? <laughs> yeah, and, or. I wonder Maybe if it's in like an acoustic recording. I'm sure there's something somewhere lost in the uh, great beyond. 
that I don't know exists with these lyrics. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's short. It's kind of short. Also, super short. Yeah, the recording that we have on our playlist is like three and a half. Minutes. He ends yeah. it like at two fifty or something. Yeah, it's really short. Um, He's it, mostly you know, just diddling around, like kind of going, "What am I going to sing next?" <laughs> it kind of feels like. Well, that's what it feels like. It feels like he's just yeah. kind of like, "Everything's fine." <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's not broken. There's he's another just, song in this playlist uh, that uh, it was like he ended like throughout the song. You kind of hear him making up stuff as he's going along, mm-hmm. which we'll get to it. Yeah. But it's just interesting to hear him do that in real time. Mm-hmm. Again, this is another song where I looked down at the comments and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like the best song. I'm like, I, I mean, have you heard at least Continuum? They're fans. At least they're fans. Have you heard <laughs> Continuum one That's time? True. Have you heard Born and Raised? Have you heard anything past Inside Wants Out? Because I mean, have you heard Neon? Have you heard <laughs> Neon? This is the best song. I can't, oh, you know, and the, the other thing that a lot of people write is like, oh, I wish you would play this more, you know? And some of these are like, I, I get it. They're like 10-year-old comments, okay? But still, in 2010, people are saying like, oh, I wish you would play Everything Is Not Broken more. I'm like, dude, he hasn't played that for nine years. You think he's going to, he played it six times and he hasn't played it in nine years. You think he's going to play it? Honestly? Oh, I wish you would play this. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, happen. all right. I just uh, I I just start talking to people. I wish you played a song that he totally doesn't remember anymore. <laughs> That's right. That he decided to stop playing because yeah. he hated it, or because not not that he hated it, but just whatever. It didn't he work. Just, right. He just moved on from it, and he has no reason to play it anymore. He has a million other better songs to play yeah. now. <laughs> Literally a million other better. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like everything, everything on Paradise Valley to me is better than every, everything is not broken. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a burn. It's okay, not that bad so, to me, but yeah, that's yeah. a burn. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and people are like, "Man, I, I listen to this on repeat." Like, yeah. you know, oh man, I I don't know how you listen to it on repeat, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm I'm more harsh than than you are, Jeff. This <laughs> a is a, we are John Mayer fans. I am a John Mayer fan. Uh, next song is a fun song that I've that I always enjoyed, and I just never yeah, it's understood. So dumb, I love it. Which was George's Blues. Yeah. Super the, short. Super the short. The diehards will know this song. Yeah. When when was it written? Who knows? It feels like um, uh feels like Berkeley era, John, yeah. where it's him and his friends being dorky uh late at night. Just felt like yeah. recording a laying down yeah. a track. I wonder who played bass on this. Because there's a bass line on it. There is a bass line on it. Uh, um, that's a good question. Matt Mangano again, I think, does the opening. I think he's yeah. He's, he's the exactly. one who talks at the beginning. I love I want to eat an orange with my friend George Malacorange. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. Uh, Clearly they were just like, well, let's let's try to rhyme something with orange. Yeah, Got it. Like, what rhymes with orange? Oh yeah. um I like to eat an orange with my friend George Malacorange. I mm-hmm. looked up George Malacorange. Uh, he is not a person. <laughs> Um, it said the song uh, I'm looking up songmeanings.com right yeah. <laughs> songmeanings.com uh, on this, this one. is from this is a comment from 2002 okay so this um, is actually probably accurate because yeah, 2002 it, would have been it was would have said on some website this is such a vague comment on some website it was said that this song came along from a bet between John and one of his friends to rhyme the word orange um, okay yeah okay that's a fun that. goofy song it's actually got a good vibe I like playing the chords yeah. in it it's a dude you know this song could be good. Like, the yeah. the music is good. Uh, so juicy, I like the solo, too. It's a good solo. So, so juicy, sweet, so good so to good eat. So good to eat. 
<laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but people love this song. I, I don't know, man. It's goofy. If you The, the uh, YouTube comments are really funny on this one, too, by the way. People are like, uh, this track just inspired me to eat an orange. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, just ate an orange. What's up? Yeah, and then there's oh, a lot man. of like Brazil, uh, Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian comments, and the solos are so delicious. There's uh, somebody... a tab out there that exists that's a version that's like a totally different, not totally different. It's like the same key and stuff, but the lo- the chords are totally in a different order and stuff like that. And I can't find a live version of this song yeah. at all. So I wonder if it existed at the time when all Eddie's Attic stuff was getting. Well, uploaded. and how did it even get out? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously yeah. it, w- it was recorded at least like on a like a four track or something like that. You know, yeah. like this is a this isn't like a live. Yeah, there's like harmonies and there's yeah. There's this is a hundred percent an in studio um, thing. Yeah. The the best comment on the YouTube one that I have is my mom would. This is a year ago comment by the way. My mom would always buy juice with just five percent juice in it. It drove me nuts because I could never get her get her to understand the difference. <laughs> <laughs> like totally irrelevant to the song. It's or, just about orange juice. Yeah. Like he's talking he's like, Oh, is this like oh, an right. orange juice thread? Thanks, thanks for the information. Yeah. <laughs> um the music is really good. It's bluesy, yeah. it's got a great solo. Um just like you mentioned. I mean I don't know what else to say about George's blues. Yeah, it's just a fun listen, and it's like a minute and a half. It's harmless. It's a harmless yeah. listen. It's yeah. a harmless listen. You get some good harmonies. You get some good John Mayer blues stuff. Um, right. And, um, yeah, so that that's that's all there is about George's blues. Okay, Lifelines. Yeah, this is one of my favorite of the bunch, dude. Really? Okay. Yeah, dude, the guitar stuff is so sick. It's, like, some of the best guitar, acoustic guitar work. Um. I mean, aside yes. from Neon. This one is really, really tricky to, I mean, to play. This is as difficult as Neon, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, Setlist.fm says it was played nine times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did play some of it in 2007 in a Love Soon, Man on the Side, Comfortable, Lifelines. Oh, that's, it must have been like a dare thing where he was like, yeah. I'm just going to play all the hits or all the old ones and old see old how far I can randomly. get. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I guess the last time he fully played it would it would be in 2005. Wow. Um dude, yeah, the guitar work on this, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's so sick. good. It's, it's, it's unbelievable very, that this is the only recording that I've heard, I don't know about you. I, I think there's I an electric version out there. Uh, I think I've the, heard. I remember I remember hearing an electric version before. I don't remember I can I can't find it now. I mean, everything's changed so much online. Um but uh yeah, it's just funny to listen to this recording and hear everybody talking. Like in the background, like it's no big yeah. deal what he's doing on. St- like, are you hearing what this guy's doing? Shut the heck up! Yeah, yeah dude, for real. Um, I mean, it's very reminiscent of like even Neon, the way he plays it on the um, the L- the Nokia theater, the where the light mm-hmm. is. Like, it's very reminiscent of that. Those old school John Mayer chords, where mm-hmm. he's just and he's just like playing it effort- effortless, effort effortlessly. <laughs> Sorry. Unlike, unlike saying the word effortlessly, it is a That's tough right. word to say. It's kind of a tough word to say. Yeah. It's such a conundrum because uh, you know <laughs> right. the word effortlessly is hard to say. It's, yeah. it's not said effortlessly. Effortlessly. Whoever came up with the English language is, is a. That's right. Is a tryhard. <laughs> how are words? I don't know. Who knows how words? I was, do you listen to the Office Ladies podcast? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Where they were talking about um, this week, <laughs> I, I love that. I remember. Was, I uh, remember what you're talking about. I don't remember the word, but I remember what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, where he's talking about shrewded it. <laughs> yeah. Andy's talking about. Oh yeah, I really shrewded that up or whatever. He's like, <laughs> right. that's what people were saying around the office when someone really messed things up. You think that they came up with that because of Dwight Schrute? And he's like, Michael's like, ah, who knows how words are formed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking oh, about man. that and just like laughing. So when they talked about that, I remember that exact moment. And I was like laughing. He's just like kind of driving, looking off. Oh, who knows how words are formed? Oh, man. Oh, the linguist. That's yeah. That's uh, when uh, that's when Michael is totally sick of his crap too. And oh, he's, yeah. And he's like getting on his nerves. So he's just like, yeah. who yeah. knows how words are formed? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that show so much, man. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Um, so uh, he plays effortlessly. He does, yeah. Especially the intro. The intro is super difficult. The oh I love that stuff, dude. It's so good. And then he does it in the middle, like he does. He's part. singing and playing it, kind yeah. of. Um, um, it's at uh, somebody even wrote it. They were like, "Let me see here. What did they say? They were like, 301 for the lick." <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. For, and they, <laughs> the lick was L I C C. Like so, thick, yeah, That's like so funny. thick, but the lick at three hundred one, which is, um, it's just it's tasty, if you will. Uh, and I know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. and it's like all over the place. It's in like yeah. even more of a, uh, it's an emphasized version of the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's the song about? Um, if you divert paths, it's totally cool because you have your own trajectory and you'll meet up later or something. Is it about a girl? It feels like it's about friends. Friend, just just in general, relationships yeah. in general. Yeah, because like he mentions could, brother, I've rediscovered you and stuff yeah. like that. Well, that's and, what I kind of thought, but then he starts talking about like his heart. Maybe I mean, he could be talking about a friend still. I mean, yeah. but um, can't believe my heart has waited this long. We've been children in a cold world where wonder was lost every day. Love was kind of like a things are meant to be. It's a sad way of uh, looking at how things are meant to be. Um, yeah, maybe people like you're meant to part, I guess, going in and out of your life. Even I, I love mm-hmm. the idea when he says, I saw you sleeping on the couch tonight. And then he starts saying, um, staring at the pictures in the album you forgot about. Like, I, I imagine him like <clears throat> being th- maybe I'm totally wrong on this. I imagine him being at somebody like being at somebody's house who he has kind of a relationship with, mm-hmm. like either he's a friend or whatever. And. He find th- this is just in my mind. He finds a picture album, like an old family picture album, that was left on a coffee table or something, and that person hasn't looked at that in ages. But he's just he's there, kind of hanging out, looking through the picture album, right? Of like this guy's past or like his family pictures of when he was a kid or whatever that may be. Um, I don't know if that's someone it suggested at all. that it could be about. Um... Ha, uh, literally to his brother, one of his brothers. He has two oh. brothers, right? And how uh, how they're living their separate lives completely. This, and he's okay. he's literally looking through their family portrait That's album. That's it. That, I think that is exactly it. Yeah. I don't I know think, why it I took think me this long to figure it out. I think but, it's uh, his house or mm-hmm. his place, and his brother maybe is crashing there mm-hmm. because he's traveling or he's, you know... 
he's one of these guys that's just kind of like a drifter almost, right? Like yeah. he crashes here for a few weeks and then he's going to go home and he's going to go stay at another friend's house or something like that. Um, and, uh, oh, yes, okay, that's it. This is his house, okay? Here yeah. we go. I got it. This is his house that he grew up in. He's still young. He's still living at home. Uh-huh. His brother's older, comes home for, because he, you know, he's down on his luck or whatever that may be. Think about this. All the colors in the rooms have changed. Like, they've repainted, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff has changed here. and He's coming home. He saw him on the couch when he got home. Um, uh you know, but you're not going to be here long. And he's looking at the pictures of them in the album. Reminiscing of how they could be together. Yes. You're my history. Oh my gosh. That all just made sense. That all just like came to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It hits you. Yeah. It hits you like a ton of bricks when you read, when you re like, I don't know, re, uh, whatever. Wow. Not rediscover, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That, Reassess the meaning. Yeah, I guess. you're exactly right. That's I think that is what it's about. Man, that's a good song. Yeah, that makes me even like it more. Yeah, dude, that's one of my favorites, dude. It's just, I mean, musically speaking, of course, it's on another level. Um, yes. and the chords are so freaking challenging, dude. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, this is a great song. I need to put this yeah. on a on a like on my uh, in my phone. I don't have any of these songs like as as music in my phone. I, need I don't to, either. I, need I don't think I do either. It's because uh, you know if it's not online on YouTube or something, I don't yeah. have it. Yeah, or not on well, YouTube. ITunes. Well, let's move on to one of my favorites. I'm sure it's one of yeah. your favorites. It's many people's favorites. Yeah, Man on the Side. And I guess people could make the argument that it was released on any given Thursday, which yeah. is technically true. But this is the acoustic version that mm-hmm. is like blew my freaking mind when I first heard it, dude. Yeah, this was one of my first. Outside of No Such Thing and whatever was on albums, this was one of my mm-hmm. first tracks that I heard of his that was uh, not on an album. So I had, Thir- to, I had to mention it. Looks like it was played 38 times. That's probably accurate, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice, man, is so young sounding in this, in this Yeah, one. in this version, yeah. Yeah, there's no, I'm going to take a risk and go falsetto here. Uh-uh. He's He knows exactly what his range yeah. is. He's, uh, he's more like, look at what I can do on guitar. And he's not doing a Lenny thing. He's making up a guitar part mm-hmm. for it. Have you ever been the man on the side, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, this this song many times, sure. Kind of rings true to me too. As yeah, like early college, I um, it wasn't exactly like this, but I, mm-hmm. but it, the sentiment was very similar. That it was just kind of like there was a girl, I really liked her. I thought she really liked me and then like we were starting to like hang out and I was like man this is this is really really cool and then all of a sudden old boyfriend came back in the picture and it was like I was dropped like yeah like nothing and I was and I didn't even know what happened and then um then you said good luck to you and the king <laughs> yeah that's what I said no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said many other things. I love that line in the in the song but though. That's It uh, is good. Uh, yeah, it's so good. But I think a lot of people can ring this rings true to a lot of people because we all feel like we've it's it's just it's unrequited love, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the idea is that there's somebody maybe maybe you're not the side person, but it's someone who you love or at least you you know you have very strong feelings for, but they just don't have them back. And then he even admits it in the bridge where he the love got stronger on his side because of 
things that he made up that were great about her. Like, yeah. I fell in love with a with like a dream that I yeah. You know, uh, playing whatever. the part of the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's and it's kind of like well he ca- yeah. he kind of gave her attributes that weren't really there because the longer she was away right and unavailable the more he kind of fell yeah. for her. and so. you know I even think about my experience like I was talking about that girl I knew her for like two months dude yeah it's not even like, like, like serious when you look back like, on it, it was like, yeah I was like how could I yeah I couldn't have known known her right like I mean we were friends before that before we started sure. like but we weren't very connected and then you know summer started. And then right in the middle of the summer, like we started kind of, you know, hanging out a little yeah. bit. And then that's the thing sudden, with any time I felt like, like I was brushed to the side yeah. uh, in a scenario. Um, you know, months later, I'm like, I guess I didn't really know them that all that well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, I was uh, I was this was probably one of my only times being heartbroken. And mm-hmm. it was like two, like two, like probably yeah. like six weeks worth of starting to build a relationship maybe like it wasn't even serious like we were still just like hanging out like doing we started kind of doing things together on our own but anyway um this song you know i always think of that girl when i hear this song Mm. and i'm just like dude like ugh. anyway (laughs) (laughs) and i'm you know obviously super happy that now i'm with my wife and all that was meant to be right like it right um this will all make perfect sense someday, as some yeah, people exactly. say. <laughs> some but, people, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the song is just man. I, I, the, this is a killer version of the song. It's absolutely amazing. Some of the lyrics in here are just so good. Like when he says, uh, "Excuse me, Mrs. Busybody." I love yeah. that. It's such just a yeah. such an interesting thing that you it's kind of like a biting nickname yeah. for somebody. Kinda yeah, yeah. Like, oh, excuse me. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> Mrs. Busybody. Um, it's kind of like would, sarcastically asking her. Even yeah. though he knows she's free, and he's yeah. just trying to, I guess, convince himself yeah. that. Oh, I guess you're so busy. You yeah, he knows where he, she's with somebody. Yeah, you know. Um, I would be free when he wanted me, if you mm-hmm. wanted me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, That's, I remember. Oh this is another God. one that this one lifelines and another one we're about to mention. Um. This one was played often when, with my buddy. We would just play in his bedroom and blare mm-hmm. like this one and you know the other one. Yeah. Um. And and he would of course he he knew this song. Of course he did. He was freaking yeah. amazing already. So I'm just like watching in awe of him playing like the lead. <laughs> I'm like, ah, forget you, man. Now I can play it, but like it took a long time to get there. I cannot play it. So thank I can you only really that. play the intro part. Once he starts going <laughs> doing that and and I'm like, oh well. I can I'm... play the simple chords. Mm-hmm. It's just an E. I mean, <laughs> it is an E. Yeah, uh, he plays. Yeah, the it, verse uh, is very tricky. It's yeah. still tricky for me because your hands yeah. have to be kind of big, quite spread yeah. out on the neck. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is a classic. This is a yeah. classic Mayer song. Classic unreleased it. right here. The next one, in my opinion, is not a classic. <laughs> and may, maybe it's the recording also. It's the recording quality, dude. It's such a bad quality recording. But, but it's the only version of the song It's the out only there. one. I yeah. mean, I looked around for it. Same time last year is what mm-hmm. this one's called. Um, it was played, on according to Setlist FM, one time. Makes sense. I, probably could have, probably was played maybe more than that, but yeah. at least Setlist FM in there, 2003. There's a good melody in here. I like a really good melody in here. Um 
but we can't make sense of yeah. anything he's trying to say yeah because it's such a bad quality recording this song to me is rough man yeah. it, it took me a lot to get through it and the recording quality is part of that but i do really like the sentiment of the first verse where he says you should have seen me same time last year right mm-hmm. that's cool actually the sentiment of the whole song is very a very interesting um topic mm-hmm. to to get through um you know but uh, I just this uh, I'm not. Yeah, the rec- version of the recording is very rough. Uh, also, apparently, this was uh, I couldn't find his version of the song anywhere. Uh, but apparently, he would cover Babylon by David Gray in this oh, okay. in this tuning, and there was like a kind of like a blend of. I haven't heard Babylon in a long time. Babylon. Um. But. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like the tuning is the um, it's the in your atmosphere tuning, but he's got a capo on it, oh, so okay. it's like super open. Okay, yeah. Uh, God, I wish there was a better version of this recording because I do like some of the melody, especially in the guitar and well, you should the vocal it. melody. Re-record it, dude. Re-record it well. I wish I had the lyrics for the maybe second I'll, verse because I don't understand. Mind. I don't understand the second verse at all. <laughs> I can make out most of it, but yeah. Well, so, you know the lyrics. Lyricsfreak.com has some mm-hmm. lyrics, but I, I don't think they're exact. No, because you can't make out what he's saying in the second verse, like at all. Well, even when he said "living fifteen over shortly," yeah, that's over the part. The nick of time. I'm like, <laughs> that's not what he, he, that's that not what he's saying. Sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sad like a boy, but I smile like a man. That's the best. I heard way that. I can ever understand. Um, what yeah, about I can that make last sense that, verse? But... I wish w- I wish I would have made it. I hate the view from here. I didn't think I saw my wife that summer. Yeah. So what what do you think about that last verse? Uh, that, it's interesting. It, it's like I, I, I had a feeling that with a song title like Same Time Last Year, it wasn't all going to be about, look how much better I was last year. It was going to yeah. be, it was eventually going to turn around and um, and say like, oh, well, there were some bad things that happened. Like I did, I, I yeah. missed out a lot on life last year too. Um, but I don't, I don't even know if he's saying something about his wife because he doesn't, obviously he doesn't have one. So I don't know what, what the deal is with that last verse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's, there's some kind of regret or something mm-hmm. like he, I don't know. This is again, this song to part of it is we don't have, I don't think we have the right lyrics. Maybe he was still working on it mm-hmm. and he just never finished it. He was like, ah, I'm just done kind of done with the song or whatever. Yeah. But um, again, it's, it's, it's a rough one for me. Um, it's and, rough on uh, the ears for sure. Yeah. And it's like somebody recorded there. it with a flip phone and, that's all we're stuck with. Um, <laughs> they probably did record <laughs> it with a flip phone. They, yeah, they probably did. Um, I, I need to go back and look at this because let's see if anybody said. Um, so here's what somebody said about same time last year. I don't understand this guy. He makes <laughs> masterpieces that will never be recorded properly. Yeah. I mean, listen to this song. It's so sad we have to hear it in bad quality, but thank you so much for posting this. Masterpiece? Really? I mean, same time last year. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> six years ago, somebody says perhaps a write-in campaign that he includes this in the sets for his next tour. Real? You want to? Out of all the songs, let, let me <laughs> let me just let me just get this right. Okay. <laughs> You want to generate a campaign, a write-in campaign. You write in. We're not talking internet. We're not talking polls. This was six years ago, dude. 
Okay. The internet existed six years ago. No, I want to start a write in campaign to John Mayer and to his production that he plays same time last year. He adds, he adds same time last year to his set for the next tour. When he starts toying the search for everything. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to write that in and not lifelines or something else. Or like, any, I mean, literally anything else. Yeah. You've got Victoria, Comfortable. I mean, you have all the songs. I want from... <laughs> to hear the half finished song. Same I time last year. Same time last year. I, maybe we can do a write in campaign, guys. Maybe, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, um, Nessie Siller on YouTube. If you listen, I, I really I apologize, but I just think that's a that is a very interesting take on um, same time last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh man, next one. Oh, talk about a writing. I would I would start a writing campaign for this next song. Yeah, sucker. This is the only version of the only song titled sucker that no i'm just kidding the jonas Brothers one's actually pretty good too uh i actually like that song which one is I'm it a sucker for you oh yeah that's okay yeah. it's yeah, a good song good. dude it's catchy uh, but yeah this is the sucker i know i i started that was this is my first sucker love <laughs> uh i just love this song so much dude it's oh, so man. freaking clever like on top of it being a good song to play mm-hmm. on the guitar super jazzy um well and he says my name in the song too um he does? Just coincidentally. This one's for Jeff. Ba-da-ba-ba. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize uh, I don't know that. why he says that. that, though. I don't know who well, he's talking to, He was to, talking about 2020 Jeff. Yeah, he was clearly talking to me because he knew me. He knew, he knew he Did he know me? Uh, <laughs> At all. He did. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I just love this song, dude. The lyrical... Uh, there's, there's some lyrical genius happening here, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it, it's just so freaking fun. Um, and this is like the era of John that didn't even, you know, smoke yet. Uh, and he's talking yeah. about bong hits like, yeah. oh man, it's so brilliant. And so to make it rhyme too, on top of that is so difficult. It looks like he played it 30 times according to setlist.fm. I feel like it's more than that, but maybe that's, maybe that is accurate. I mean, when you said that about <clears throat> lifelines, I was like, oh, I feel like it's more than that because he played it a lot in Georgia around that era mm-hmm. of Eddie's attic. I feel yeah. like he played it way more than that. Um, the lyrics are so room for squares ish. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like this song could have been on room for squares at least inside once out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I don't know why I really like when he says, um, you're, the, the line for some reason really just, I love when he says your tired words are all wrong. Um, and when he says you're so lame, mm-hmm. I don't know why I love that line for some reason. <laughs> I just I, I don't know why I was like that's such just it's such an interesting yeah way to put it like it's just, it's just you you wouldn't call somebody lame that was acting that yeah. way but it's just it is kind of lame like for him it's like oh man uh, yeah, this is lame this person that he is I don't know pining for after, some reason yeah. yeah for some reason pining after super hard is very corny but he can't resist them I don't yeah it's yeah. kind of wild. Uh, but I love that about how he's like trying to, in his mind, yeah. trying to knock them off a pedestal, but he can't. Yeah. He's like, I can't. You're, I'm still such a sucker for you. Um, yeah. So we got him comparing himself to the weather, to a mm-hmm. to a beer, cold beer, and then to a bong hit. Right. Yeah. Um, he wishes he was all those things. You tell the room yeah. the things I did to you. God, yeah. that's such a great line. <laughs> such a killer line, dude. 
And um, when it rains, I'd be the talk of the day. God, yeah, these are it's so, so cool. good. It's so good. So, so good. Uh, this is one of the better of this whole bunch, I think, which is why I think he played it more. I mean, that mm-hmm. along with like Lifelines. Man and it's Side. fun. Like those are fun songs, I, I bet, for him to play. You know, I mean, the reason he didn't play Same Time last year very often or the reason he didn't play some of these other songs very often, you know, Everything Is Not Broken is, I'm just sad to say, like they're not as good songs, mm-hmm. as good of songs as some they of these other like songs. They don't feel like they were as fun, at least yeah, if, I mean, if, you're, if you play like John. Mm-hmm. Probably not as fun to play. Yeah. Um, he played it here in Houston, Texas uh, in 2002. So I'm very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> At Numbers, if you're from Houston, you know the, the club Numbers. Um, I went and saw Isley at Numbers. I went and saw, um, oh gosh, what's that other band? Uh, I'm going to forget. Dang it. I'm going to forget what other band I saw there. But, um, uh, I could have seen John Mayer with Nora Jones. Wow, that would have been dope. At Numbers in 2002, and he would have played Sucker. And I what, don't know uh, why you didn't come. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, the guitar work, the lyric. I mean, this is this is one of his best songs from that era. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. And it gets my friend, uh, my friend Colin, who I brought up before, he's the one I uh, we would play just John Mayer songs in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he went on the Mayorcraft Carrier, super great musician. Um, this is one that he played uh, at a high school talent show, and he had to remove the bong hit lyric and write something else in place of it. And I don't even know if he remembers the lyric. I mean, if I can ever get him on the show because he's like busy and stuff. He just moved to California too, mm-hmm. so he's like super busy up there. Um, it, it, I would have to ask him what he changed it to because he definitely, I think he incorporated some of the Your Body's Wonderland bubblegum tongue thing into a lyric instead. Oh, uh, okay. Because he was like, how do I make this PG for a high school? You know, like, because you can't talk about bong hits uh, yeah. or even cold beers. I think he had to change yeah. that, too. Yeah. Um, but And then that ruins the yeah. song. Yeah. That kind of takes away from the power of those metaphors. Yeah. Those metaphors are strong. He could definitely play the guitar parts. He's a better vocalist now, having graduated from UNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, excuse me. Denton. Not metaphors. Similes. I they, apologize to all the grammar people. They are similes, not metaphors. They are metaphors. I wish that I was... Oh, does he not say like? No, he doesn't. Oh, they're metaphors. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I retract. I retract my... He says, I wish I was a... I wish I were a... Or whatever. Um, it's just funny that... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, like... Okay. When when my friend started playing, like, he played this cover and his vocals still need a lot of work. He, he was like me at that time. Uh-huh. Where you just... When you first learn John's music and that's all you want to study, right. you just sound like him. You want to sound like him. But yeah, now he sings way better because he took... Uh, singing, uh, not singing classes, but he just went to school for music. Well, you know, and, and that even goes that goes back to that. Same thing for me. I exposed myself to more music, and then I suddenly wanted to sing like Jeff Buckley and the guy from Muse and Damian Rice. I wanted to sing like all these guys that sound so sound totally different from John. That sentiment goes right back to that article because it's funny uh, that uh, the uh, Billboard article. I don't remember mm-hmm. who was talking. They were like, "We're all trying to sound like John Mayer, but we can't do it." And that was the last. Sounding, yeah, and that we was the last line like ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's kind of cool. And, we and David like said something yeah. like that along those lines too, where yeah. he's like, I he's like, I I want to sound like him, but I can't, and I know I can't. And yeah. uh, so you're just trying to sound like him the whole time, like you're just trying to, I don't know. By the way, the band I saw was Mute Math. Oh, I love them so much, dude. Oh, Mute Math's so good. I love. I saw, them. I was man. right there at the front, man. 
Oh, that's awesome. And I assume it was, was it the album with Control on it? Yeah. Because that, oh, man, that's their best, dude. That's absolutely their best. Dude, Mute Math was great. Yeah, man. Freaking Darren back there with the the headphones, like taped. (laughs) Like going crazy with the drums. killing the drums, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, those guys were. Animal back there. Yeah, those that album and then the album after uh, they're self-titled was like mm-hmm. really good to me. Yeah, um, and then I don't know what happened. They just I don't know, but I nobody sounded like them to yeah. me when nope, they first nope. came out. Yeah, they so mute math. Yeah, was they awesome. has a super cool sound. All right, then we get to tell me what to say. What I do think, you think this, about this this is a good song. There's some good lines in this one, um, but by the time it's over, I'm like, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is this a precursor to my stupid mouth? Or was it around the same time? Or was My Stupid Mouth already written? This is a totally new song. When he introed it in like 2001 or two. Okay, so it's... He was like, is, oh, this is, thanks, that's a new yeah. song. And then yeah. I don't think he ever played it again. Okay, it, sound, it, it sounds very similar. It's a similar sentiment to My Stupid Mouth. It is, mouth. a little bit, yeah. Um, it's kind of the, the My opposite. Stupid Mouth is more like you're already, you already kind yeah. of scored the girl. The opposite, and you're trying yeah. to impress people around yeah. her. When this one is more like I'm trying to impress the girl I want to get. Because I've screwed it up before too many times. Well, and then he ends up screwing it up at the end, right? Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I love, and it's, I love the lyrics play into him being totally just dumb, bad with words because mm-hmm. he talks about you're holding out to hear about your chin. It's just such a brilliant. <laughs> who compliments the chin, John yeah. Wood? Because he's trying not to yeah. screw it up, you know. Yes, you have the chin of <laughs> of a stately. If Greek it was a woman. was a mountain, I would climb it gingerly yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like out of Song of Solomon from the Bible or something like that. Um, uh, I hadn't, I have never heard this song before. Before we did it for this episode, couldn't find it on Setlist.fm. I don't know, you know, when he when he played this or whatever. Yeah, I think this was just right um, around right before Heavier Things. Okay, type stuff. So, I, I so, love, so around that this was like when this came out. This was like us on forums were like, holy crap, a new song. Um, yeah. But ultimately, it's not. It didn't have staying power. Obviously, the uh, the end of the verses mm-hmm. where he says what to say and he does those things. I love that dude. Like yeah. that is so catchy. Um, how he ends each of those verses. Is it the verses or the chorus? Uh, I don't. It's remember. like because there's not really a chorus, but it is like yeah. the end of the verse. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Say. yeah. It's um, kind of classic mayor. Yeah. It feels like classic mayor phrasing. Um, the you can f- tell the, the bridge he was still trying to work out because it kind of like jumps around melodically. Well, then he says he says this weird thing that doesn't like when you say it. It's like, wait, is that how you say that? He says they have obviously never met you yet. Yeah, that's the bridge I'm talking about. Where he's right. like, I'm like, okay, he's clearly you could have phrased that. He's working some stuff out here. <laughs> it's just phrased weird, right? Like yeah. it's like that's not how you would say they that. They obviously haven't met you yet. Yeah. But he's trying to phrase he's yeah, trying he to phrases it differently. create more syllables yeah. so it's singable. Uh and then the last verse is great. It's a great way to end the story where he's mm-hmm. like he did mess it up. You yeah. Know? He's like well, you should have told, told me. You should have told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you you should have told me exactly what to say. I told you I was going to mess this thing up. Yeah. Um this is a good song. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's fine. Group, it's up there as a fine one. But it's yeah. definitely not, you know, sucker. Um, yeah. You know, but it's you know whatever. It's it's no same time last year. I mean, yeah. This one, uh, at I least probably, in the bridge of this one, you know, it felt like he was still trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely not like same time last year where it's like, God, if this the quality was better. Yeah. Of the recording, then maybe we could appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, but he definitely feel, had his. He definitely had the verses structurally mapped out 
and then the bridge hit and you're like he's still trying to work some stuff out here he's clearly playing yeah. around and I then probably, he just abandoned the song I probably would not start a write-in campaign for him to add this to the next <laughs> no. tour sucker uh, first <laughs> sucker first same time last year now how is he not playing sucker every night still I don't because <laughs> he, has, he hasn't had any song like sucker since it's still a fun song people yeah. love it he needs to he needs to be on Instagram Live playing some of these songs. Yeah, for real. All right, I'm I'm starting a writing campaign. Yes, because right. <laughs> those exist for change.org/slash John Mayer. Please play these songs. Oh, all right. Uh, then we have this will all make perfect sense someday. This yeah. is another classic. There's uh, two versions that we linked in the playlist. Uh, one of them is a rare full band version because the only yeah. version I'd heard up until that point was, was acoustic. acoustic. Mm-hmm. And the acoustic version I could only find in like a there's a long hour long unreleased thing. Just go to the timestamps and you'll find the acoustic version. That was the version I knew, and it was very yes. neon esque and very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the the full band version has such a vibe to it though. What do you it's think such of a good it? Vibe. It rocks, dude. Yeah, dude, it kills. Especially near the end when he's when he throws out a solo like I'm like holy moly! Like I didn't see it coming, dude. Like it was so cool. And I love the outro. The outro is so rad. Um, and yeah. uh, whoever I think it's Chavez. I think this is still when he had Chavez in the band. Is like playing like the main lead, the main rhythm, mm-hmm. and it just matches. They blend so perfectly. Yeah, dude. yeah. It was so polished. It felt like he was going to record it. I don't, you know? Yeah, I mean it. It doesn't sound like anything else. Yeah, it doesn't. Especially full band. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is an anthem for college slackers. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just again, it's very clever. Um, mm-hmm. And even the hook is like this will uh make like that's very yeah. catchy. It is uh, yeah. the way he sings. Even that though part, the song is two chords, most of the song, um, <laughs> it's what he's saying that yeah, you know, and and the, yeah, the staccato way of saying it, it makes it really fun. I think that he mentions Nova Scotia in the bridge. Is just he like, does. Move to I'll Nova move Scotia. there. Yeah, it's just funny who, to, to go through this life that he could live if things yeah. go horrible. Well, and who hasn't just goes, thought that? Yeah, for who real. hasn't been like? I'll I'm just... literally thinking about moving to another country right now. <laughs> yeah. So yes, of course. I mean, who, who hasn't been like? You know what? I could just max out my credit cards right now. Yeah, get all the cash, sell everything, and get ten grand, and move to like Argentina or something. Yeah, and live for the rest of my life there. Like, who hasn't had yeah. that kind of? And then he even he goes, it. and then even he pulls in the reins at the yeah. end of that uh, bridge. He's like, he's like, yeah. he's like okay, I might yeah. never, but I still know the options there. <laughs> it's, yeah. Which is true. Yeah. It's when funny. you're going through the worst case scenario in your head, right. you're like, well, I have right. options. You know, yeah, I, I could sell everything I have and escape this yeah. whole and escape every consequence. You know, all the bills, right? He talks. about I like the, the, pink, the line the about bills. even though it's even though it's about his hypothetical life. I like the line about I'm gonna go down to the shore and pick up things that fell off boats and storms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a great line, dude. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this is just a really fun song. The the band one is great. The full band one is really great. I was very surprised when I yes. stumbled upon that one um, years ago. At, like I think 2002 is when that recording was. Um, and then the acoustic one is one I knew up until that point. And that, that yeah. one rocked too because it's like a neon type of finger-picking style. And it's very do, difficult. So do you remember, Jeff, there was – it was like mid-2000s, maybe early 2000s. John put like a handwritten note of some kind to his blog as like an April Fool's Day joke. Am I making this up in my mind? <laughs> I don't remember that. And he posted something and it was like all this stuff talking about like 
It was April Fool's. I looked it up, dude. You can look you it did? up. I cannot find it anywhere. Oh, wow. So if anybody has any, recogle- any recollection of this, but at the very end, it was like a PS, and he puts, he abbreviates, this will all make perfect sense someday. He says, T-W-A-M-P-S-S sucks. Or something like that, or like is a terrible <laughs> song, or something like that. That's he funny. writes that at the end, and um, and I was trying to find it, and I was like, man, I feel like he posted it to his blog. Uh, that like, uh, rings some bells. I think we might have discussed um, that on the uh, forum, the My Stupid Mouth forum. I, that's where I need to go look. I looked on the Reddit, but I bet if I go look on the forum, I bet somebody has it there, or there's like a JPEG of it or something there. But um, he wrote. I remember he. It was like talking about. It was an April Fool's Day kind of prank type thing where he's. I think he was kind of making fun of his fans a little bit, mm-hmm. like in a, you know, in jest or whatever. And then he ended it with, by the way, this will all make perfect sense someday sucks. There's like a terrible song. Or so. He says God, something so like funny. that. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that was maybe had been the first time I heard of the song. I was like, what is that? And then I went and looked it up and I was like, oh, it's this song. You yeah. Know, so, um, anyway. And he actually had like a, a diary, whatever documentary thing. That's on YouTube called this May- this Wallowing Perfect Sense oh, that he filmed nice. when he was in Georgia or Berkeley. He's super young in the videos. I didn't watch it yet. It's under my uh, yeah. Mayor Podcast homework list. Um, <laughs> but like it's it's divided into like seven. It's long. It's it's mm-hmm. divided into like seven parts. Okay. But I think one of the part like the very last part is missing. Okay. So there's really not much to yeah you know discuss without an ending. <laughs> um, but I mean, he called it this Wallowing Perfect Sense today. So I mean, he. Part of him latched onto this song for well, I mean, for him to there. for them to work on it as a full band, yeah, and it sounded very like again, it sounded very polished and complete. Yeah, you know, he had instrumental parts mapped out in the song. Yeah, that sounded yeah. really cool and finished. It, well, it sounded more finished than any of the other songs. Oh that yeah, we're talking for sure. about um, this is this is, might be the only full band one that he had around that time. Um, at, after at Room the for end. The, the lyric, I keep keep biting my lip in the same place. Oh, man. That's such a... he. I mean, he does that, right? He knows how to, like, take something that everybody is familiar with yeah. and transfer it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> right. Um, someday. But, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. So um, that's a cool line at the very, very end of the acoustic. Right. Finally, last song. Why Did You Mess With Forever? This, uh, this is the one that I was like, as he was playing it, it felt like he was kind of figuring it out. Well, the bridge is rough. I feel like he's trying to figure yes. out the bridge. You can see him playing with on the guitar. <laughs> he's kind of going over the yeah. place on the neck. And uh, the melody is totally undecided. Setlist.fm says 13 times it was played live last in shocked. 2002. I'm, I'm shocked he played it more than like twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's wild. The hook, though, man. Why did you mess, mess with... with forever it's such a long Ooh, time and then he does that yeah, yeah. that oh man that's so catchy um, and I lo- the verses melodies are really good too so it sounded like the foundation for the verse and choruses were done and yeah. then the bridge was kind of like mm, the bridge yeah. has some good ideas like right. the tell the tiny chemicals the one you hold responsible mm-hmm. good I like ideas that part yeah um and then when he's like now everything inside me tells me i should run to, and i'm like that's cool good stuff there and then it just kind of falls apart a little bit <laughs> yeah it's like uh <laughs> what's happening here that's what i said the bridge is like a little rough to me yeah uh one of my favorite youtube comments and it and it actually goes with all the whole thing here mm-hmm. someone said distinct early mayor pop late night jazz sound <laughs> yeah and i was like 
Yeah. yeah. Nailed that, it. That's it. You nailed it. You nailed all of this. The, all of these songs, distinct early mayor pop late night jazz sound. Yep. That's right. That's a great descriptor for all of these songs. It's true. Um, yeah. It's very, uh, like, you can hear that when you when you go back and listen to Lifelines and you hear the people talking over, like, drinks. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. That's the vibe right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're in a jazz club, even though it's probably yeah. just Eddie's Attic it, or whatever. I feel like they're in a jazz club. It's just a like, club. It's a coffee shop. It's a coffee yeah. house. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I like, again, I like the sentiment of the song, too. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, you don't, I, I, I kind of feel like you don't really know the whole story until you get to the bridge and you find out, oh, she, she cheated on him. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't really, you think, oh, maybe they're just breaking up or something. But then you get. He should have put that in. He should have reworked that line in the verse. The you asked me to you asked me to kiss you asked to kiss me once goodbye, but you already did on somebody else's lips. Yeah, uh, which but, is a weird way to phrase that. But yeah. I know what he's trying to say. Like, yeah. you know, she cheated on him. But you, um, again, you don't find out until like midway through the song that that's really what happened. Yeah. that's what caused all of it, right? Right. And then it's like, oh no, she really did mess with forever. Like it yeah. wasn't just like, oh, she's just breaking up. Yeah, he should have put that in the second verse. I think. So. Well, we did it. We did the first part. First part, yep. Um, we'll share the YouTube playlist so you can go through. If you haven't heard some of these, uh, you should really listen to them. We're so fortunate to have these these songs. Not Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other artists do have a lot of this stuff. But I feel like they don't. I feel like John has so much of this kind of material out there. Right. That um, he really does. Super fortunate to have it all. And he started have... again. He started in the right era. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll pick it up at some point. Um, maybe we'll do it the next episode. Maybe we'll skip around a little bit and then get back to part two. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll skip um, around because yeah. we did it. We've, we're doing that with music videos too. Kind of yeah. skipping around and stuff. So um, this was fun, man. I had a lot of a lot of good. I had a good time. Memory lane, these. dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be the same memory lane too for uh, the the heavier things continuum era yes like it's like man nostalgia because i would that's that's definitely an era where i did download those songs put them on a cd and listen to them in my car yeah and i just love them yeah i love them so much what you're telling me you didn't uh put george's blues on repeat no Uh, all right guys well um what did we miss which of those are your favorites uh are there some other songs you know, actually, I take back kind of what I said earlier. Email us the songs you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be okay with me. Uh, are there some unreleased songs during this era uh, that we missed? Uh, we may get to them eventually. It's not like we're, you know, we're just stopping this. But um, let us know what you think of these songs and uh, what your favorites of these of this little set was. Like I said, we will share the YouTube playlist. Email us, mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. Go follow us on all the social media platforms. Leave a positive review if you want to do that. If uh, you think the show has value, and um, I guess Jeff, that's really it. Yeah, that's it. That's so it, I just want to tell you, the wrote. listener, the listener out there, stay where the light is. Stay where the light is. All right. Stay where the light is. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> y'all, y'all be safe.